Amen. The mercy of God. Hallelujah. We want to thank the Lord for how far he has brought us. We want to thank the Lord for his faithfulness. Through this past month and this year 2018. We want to thank the Lord for this weekend. For those who were able to make it yesterday, may the Lord richly bless you. Amen. Uh, for those who were not able to make it, I'm still praying for you. Oh, say amen unto Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good when the pastor prays for you. Amen. Yeah, some, sometimes some pastors don't like to pray for their members. You know, the members can get on the, the nerves of the pastor so they forget to pray for them. Amen. But I'm praying for you. Amen. Um, this past weekend and last today, we spent the time really talking about the overall topic of divine appointments. And I think it's a very topic that we all need to really be able to capture it. Because God has an appointment for every one of us. You and I, we all have been appointed by God for a reason, for his purpose. And it's my prayer that we will be able to live in it, walk in it, and enjoy the fullness of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we want to thank you for your word that is coming forth. Prepare the heart of your people that as we receive from you, Father, our lives will be rekindled and our love towards you, Lord, will be renewed day after day. That we'll continue to know you and be, mag and, 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 and be in awe to the magnitude of your power and your might. We pray the Lord Almighty, let your name be glorified forever and ever and evermore. Amen. Amen. And yesterday I spent the time really dealing with the place of unbelief. Because... It is important for us to really understand that very place of unbelief. You know, the Bible talks about in the book of Romans 11 that I spoke of briefly like yesterday, how some of those, which, are, which is the, the people of Israel, have been broken off the branch. Why? Because of their what? Unbelief. So it is something that we, as children of God, we who the Lord has found favor in our sight, and by the mercy of God, we have come to know Jesus Christ and have been accepted by him as Lord and personal Savior. He who have called us. It is important for us to really know that we should not give way to any room for unbelief. Amen? Amen. Because God did not give us a spirit of unbelief. But he has given unto us a spirit to believe. He says that his own could not, what, receive him. The Gospel of John chapter 1 verses 12 going. But as many as believed in him were called, what, sons of God. So my place of believing cannot be taken for granted. My place of believing or my level of believing cannot be just as I was saved 20 years ago. The same belief is what I'm holding on to. So today I want to speak on the very subject of increasing in your belief. Tell your neighbor, I am increasing in my belief. Make it personal. huh? Make it personal. There's a good one. The word of God is personal to you. Hallelujah. 
Tell your neighbor, I am making my disappress nothing. I am increasing in my belief. So that when the word of the Lord comes, you don't say that, you know, the pastor was, you know, you know that this is personally to you. Hallelujah. I want us to take the book, our Bibles and our notebook to the scripture as well, to Ephesians chapter 1. And we'll read from verses 15. And we'll go all the way down to verses 21. And I read. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Then there's a new verse that starts. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is, that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Amen. The great apostle in this very place of the scripture was making a great supplication or great immense prayer concerning the church. And he was dealing with some key things that I think that it really enlightens how we should perceive our place of belief in Christ. Amen. He began first thanking God for all that he has done for the faith of the people. And likewise, for the love that the people have among themselves. But especially, verses 17 going is where we are going to spend the time to deal with. Some of the vital provision that apostle prayed concerning the church. That the church, he says, that the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. He didn't say amen to that. Amen. He was interceding for the church. That God will give to them the spirit of what? Wisdom. And also the spirit of what? Knowledge. And he continued on and he also pleaded that they will also receive the spirit of what? Revelation. And that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. These three things. I want you us to understand this very carefully. Why the apostle found it necessary. He could have prayed for prosperity. He could have prayed for their healing. He could have prayed for increasing numbers. 
But his prayer was that they shall have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The spirit of knowledge. So that is why it is important that when we read the scripture and we see a place of prayer, we don't just look at it and just keep passing by. But there is value in the reason why the Holy Spirit inspired the apostle to pray such a prayer. Because the people of God need to understand that there is a place that we need to all master in. And that is the place of working in the spirit of wisdom. Working in the spirit of revelation. Working in the spirit of knowledge. These things that the apostle was asking before God for the church was not just to anyone. If you read verses 19 going, and I'm, I'm going to get there very soon with all of us. But it says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who would believe? So the apostle was making intercession for you and I. For us to master up in this great grace of the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of revelation. The spirit of what? Knowledge. Why was this so key? And that's what I want to spend some few minutes to deal with. So that we understand that we need to increase in our place of belief. Because the more we believe in him, the more we come to the place where we understand what the spirit of God can do in our life. Yeah, we realize that our, the way we approach things, the way we deal with God, the way we talk to God, the way we handle our everyday life changes. Hallelujah. Sometimes, now, I, I, I hate to say this, but sometimes I believe very well that we, we, we have become accustomed to one set of believing, whereby we have, we have no hunger and thirst to see that there is a daily need to keep believing. Because we believed 10 years ago, that is the same level. We are okay with it. I want the church to grab this and run with it. But we need to continuously desire to increase in our belief in him. And I'll explain why. You see, the spirit of wisdom is having the ability to discern the perfected ways of God. If you are taking notes, may the Lord richly bless you double, double. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. If you are taking notes, say, God bless me double, double. <laughs> Amen. I love good stu you know, students. Amen. Yeah. The spirit of wisdom is having the ability to discern the perfected ways of God. Why is this important? Because the book of Isaiah 55 verses 8 to 9, the word of the Lord says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways my, your ways my ways, saith the Lord. As, for as the heavens are, are high than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts... Than your thoughts. What, Jesus, what the Lord is teaching us here is this. Our ways are not the ways of God. But you see, when we come to believe in God, we need to come to the understanding that we need the spirit of God or the spirit of wisdom to be able to walk in the ways of God. You didn't get me here. You see, the way you used to handle things when you were not safe cannot be the same way. 
You handle things when you are saved. You need the spirit of wisdom. What sets you apart, what separates you, is because you walk and live under the grace of the spirit of wisdom. You see, it is interesting that most of the time we have been saved, of course, but yet our attitude and behavior is still the same. But when you are operating in the true place of belief, the spirit of wisdom has to work in you. That the way you used to handle things, the way you used to talk anywhere, anyhow, you no longer talk the same way. Because now you exercise patience. Now you exercise discipline in the way you approach things. Can I preach this here to the church? Because the church needs to operate in the place of wisdom. Yeah. Husbands and wives, let wisdom reign in your marriages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say that again. By the mercy of God, I will say that again. Husbands and wives, let wisdom reign in your marriage. Many of the times, it has to be my way. Whose way? He says that my way, your ways are not my ways. Neither are your thoughts my thoughts. So why are you holding on to your ways? When your ways is not the ways of the Lord. You, got, you need the spirit of wisdom. That you operate in the ways of God. Because when wisdom is at hand. You see, the reason why Solomon asks of nothing from God except wisdom. Because he could not build what God has given to him to build without wisdom. To so the book of James. Highlight the fact that we should not what? Lack wisdom. Hey. When the Lord is inspiring us to say, don't lack it. Then it means it should be a, a, a vital thing in your life. Because the Apostle Paul knew that if the church does not operate in wisdom, the church will start to become a church for the people and will operate in the thought of the people. Hey, can I preach that? Yeah. Because pastor, we got to do this way. Hmm? Because that is what you know. But it is not even what God has said. His ways are not our ways. I have to, he says, I got I to say this. Yeah. You see, if the church comes to the very place of understanding the wisdom of God, then when we, when we rise up in the morning, our attitude of coming to church will be different. Yeah. 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 Can I preach because I love you? Handling your time with error. Hey. Have you realized that you are late by this so you are cool and chilled to come to church? No, think about it. You are late, but you are cool to come to church. But imagine when you are late for work. How cool are you? Hey. That's when you forget to even lock your door. You run out of that house. You forget about everything else. Sometimes you even forget your shoes. As a matter of fact, it's funny because I remember... I, <laughs> I know someone that did that. Yes. He had just started the work in a week. And he did not want to get fired. So the guy, the guy came to church, I mean, to, 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 to work. And he has his, what's it called? The bedroom s- s- slippers. I said, I mean, how? I said, please go back. 
go put on the right shoes and come. But the man was late. He forgot himself. Hallelujah. It is serious. The spirit of wisdom. May the Lord help us. Tell your neighbor, may the Lord help us. Hey. Tell your neighbor, may the Lord help you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then he continued to talk about the place of revelation. Amen. Basically, the place of revelation is having the ability to discern on who God is. Who is God to us? Who is God to us? Now, remember that all this term down from what the place of what belief. We need to know who God is to us. When you rise up in the morning, are you able to give him the thanksgiving? When you are going to bed, are you able to give him the praise? Thank you for this day. Even if your car broke down the road that day, can you go to bed saying, God, thank you? The place of revelation. You see, it is only by the revelation of the Spirit of God that we can know who God really is. He says, I am leaving you, but do not depart until the Helper comes. When the Holy Ghost comes, he shall reveal all truth unto us. We need the Holy Ghost. Say to your neighbor, I need the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. I need the Holy Ghost. Yeah, sometimes I think the Spirit is just to Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Holy Ghost. With, without the Holy Ghost, it is impossible for us to know truly who God is. But this all stems out of our place of belief. Desiring to grow. Desiring to know who the Father is to us. So that in all your ways, you will not be tossed left and right. The issue with our life now is because we, we, we don't know him. And we are not even yielded for him to reveal himself to us. So we are continuously being tossed left and right. But the more you know him, you know him. And the apostle continued. Asking for the eyes of their understanding. To be enlightened. Their eyes of understanding to be enlightened. And that is basically having the truth of God being made clear to you. Having living a life with true guidance through the provision of the Holy Spirit. Your eyes being enlightened with understanding is the ability to have clarity in the truth. There are many teachings out there. But you and I need the clarity of God to know what his word truly says. Yeah. If the church does not pray such a prayer, then we become people that we understand on our own. But the Bible makes us understand in the book of Daniel that the Lord came to Daniel and said, from the first time, you set your mind to seek understanding. 
The moment Daniel placed his mind to seek understanding, the Lord said that he deployed his angel to his aid for his prayer. It is my prayer that the church will seek for understanding in the truth of God. Amen. That we don't operate in the word anywhere, anyhow. But we walk knowing that we understand what the Lord has said concerning us. That you can go through the affliction, but I understand the Lord has not forsaken me. That you can go through the downcast of your day, but I understand the Lord is still with me. That you can go through the disappointment, but I understand that the Lord is so kin. I may not have it all, but I have him. And that gives me the best and perfect peace. Apostle Paul was teaching us here. So then he continued. Verses 18 going, I'll read. Good. I have a lot of time. So I'm going to teach. Oh, say amen. amen. Oh, you want me to sit down already? No. After all, I still have the mic. So we give glory to Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Verses 18, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you may know what is what? Oh, read with me. That you may know what is what? The hope of what? His calling. Mama, one context that right there. Then let's continue. What are the riches of the glory of what? His inheritance. Right? In the saints. Comma, and... What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who would believe? The hope of his calling. You see, these three things, when we continue to yearn to exercise in our place of increase in our belief, this is the manifestation of it. The hope of his calling. The exceeding greatness. Of his might. Hallelujah. He didn't say amen to that to Jesus. Amen. You see, at the end of the day, the prayer that the apostle was praying, the benefactor or the benefactor of these promises was who? The believers. You and I. Who have come to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. This is our benefit. So we need to understand why we need this benefit. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, I have this benefit. So, I wrote here, I want to read this. It says, I am convinced that our level of belief in Christ is always to be at a test. Yet, I am also convinced that those who have come to believe and keep believing daily in Christ carry with them the hope of his calling, the glory of his inheritance, and the exceeding greatness of his power. So what is the hope of his calling? It is simply the internal destination for you and I. That one day we have a place to go. One day when all is said and done here, there is a place that we need to think about, we need to aim for. There is a place called the presence and the heavens of heavens. That is where you and I need to desire after. You know, when we become so busy for nothing, don't lose sight to think about there is a place. 
There is a place for you and I. One day when it's all said and done, that one day we don't know, but that one day will surely come. But when it comes, it is heaven. When it comes, it should be heaven. We should not be in a place of confusion to know if we are entering or if we are not entering. Hallelujah. Can I preach to the church here? We should not be in a place where we are doubting. Are we qualified or not qualified? Because the evil one will always continuously work against us. So that's why the Bible says that we should pull down every stronghold. Hallelujah. Because the man will always try to deceive us. But when the Lord speaks his word, we know where our internal destination is. We are not of this world, but we are of the heavens. Hallelujah. We are of a better place that Jesus Christ has prepared for us. A place that is not built by just mortal things or things that anyone can make. But a place that is built by the might of God himself. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a place for us. I enjoy knowing that I have hope for tomorrow. And we should rejoice that we have hope for tomorrow. Amen. Where is your hope? If you don't know and don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior and believe in him, where is the hope? Without believing in him, there is no hope. He is the hope. The hope of glory. It is only through him and by him all things was made. Hallelujah. So there is a place called hope that you and I need to keep our eyes upon. And we need to keep our hope in Jesus. By believing in him. Tomorrow I believe in him. The next day I believe in him. I say the next year I believe in him. 2019 I still believe in him. I don't believe in God only because I got my car that I wanted. But I believe in God because he is God. Sometimes we become saved. In the midst of situation, because we were sick, and somebody preached the gospel to us, and then we became saved. Hallelujah. Sometimes maybe we may be going through some hardship, and somebody spoke the gospel to us, and we became saved. But it doesn't mean you remain there, because as you were saved, the old things are gone. New things has to be revealed in your life. So it is about increasing in your belief. Hallelujah. Say, I am increasing in my belief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second thing he blessed us with, he says, the riches of the glory of his what? Inheritance. That is really recognizing the glory of sonship. Who we are in him. Let's take the Bible to Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3. Tell your neighbor, we are getting there. But we are not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Galatians 3, verses 26, go and I read. For you are all sons of God, through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many, as, as many of you as were baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. Therefore, is neither Jew nor Greek, 
There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male or female. For all are, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. You are who? Good, keep that in mind. We'll go there very soon. And has according to the promise. Right? Continue, chapter 4. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, as long as he is what? Oh, please, come on, let's read it together. We are teaching this together. We are learning this together. Amen. Amen. As long as he is what? As long as he is what? Good. Does not differ at all from a what? Slave. Though he is master of what? All. (laughs) Have you seen the interest? Though he is the master of all, he is still being defined like that of the level of a slave. As long as he is what? A child. I didn't say it. The Bible said it, so it is. But it is, but it's under guidance and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. Even so we, we are all, we were, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the element of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of what? Sonship. So we need to move from the place of being a child in our Christian life to the place of being what? A son of the Most High. Hallelujah. The next, the third point, the exceeding greatness of his power, the resurrection power is what is the Lord is speaking here. The resurrection power. He says the exceeding greatness of his power. Hallelujah. It is important for us to understand that we are living, as the Bible says in Galatians, Christ in us. We are living resurrected people. You get my point? We are living in that resurrection grace. We are not of that of the old. We are of the spirit of the living God. So it is necessary that we master up our belief in God, in Christ, knowing that we are living under the care of him. That is why the book in the, in the gospel of Mark chapter 9, verses 23 to 25, the word of the Lord says that Jesus Christ said to them, if you can believe, all things are what? Possible to who, who what? Believe. To him who what? Believe. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people come running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Death and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Hallelujah. God has given unto us power that as long as we believe, all things are what? All things are what? The Bible says in Genesis 15, verse 6, it says that Abraham, and he what? He believed. And it was counted unto him as what? Righteousness. Hallelujah. 
We are the seed of Abraham. He believed. And in the midst of his belief, he went through the challenges. But in the midst of his belief, it was counted unto him as righteousness. Where is our place of belief today? What holds on to our belief? What has the ability to change the way we believe in Christ? Is it the challenges? Is it the things that you don't you have prayed, but you are not seeing the answer to the prayers? That is discouraging you to the point that you are failing to believe that he is. My brothers and sisters, Apostle Paul prayed this prayer to the church. And we need to understand that there is great urgency to mount up in our place of belief. If we live our life without not exercising this place of belief, then we will not respond to what God has called us to do. But the Bible makes us understand in the book of Isaiah, chapter 6, that when Isaiah saw the mysteries and the fullness of God, the, God, the Lord asked a question, who shall I send? And God said, and Isaiah said, here I am, send me. Many of us, we have lived as children of God, Christians. But is God able to send you? When God says, go, will you be able to go? Can you believe in God enough that he is with you? Can you believe in God enough that he is the one that will go before you? Can you believe in God enough even when there is no provision, he will provide? The one in whom today we have bare forth that same level of faith, Abraham, left his father's home, not knowing where the Lord is sending him, but he held on to believing in him. The word of the Lord says that it was counted unto him as righteousness. Where is our place of belief? What defines our belief in Jesus? Is it what we are getting from him? Or is it what somebody is doing for us? You see, what the Lord taught me in the place of belief, why beliefs need to be a daily consistent life for us, is that when you believe, when you believe, what you are actually doing is that you are picking up something new into your life. But hear this. You cannot pick up something new into your life unless you give away something. You see, your natural self and your, nat your natural tendencies have its own ways. But the more you give away your pride, you pick up humility. That is when you know you are believing in Jesus. You are letting go of the things that you have held on to all the days of your life. And now you are saying, I am letting go of this. I am picking this. You see, the place of belief gives you access to receive. You see, not unless you keep believing, the more you are believing in him, the more you are receiving from him. If you look into the entire gospel, you realize that when anyone needed to receive a miracle, Jesus Christ decreed his word. If you only believe, if you only believe, so it means that every day, as I keep believing in him, 
My God, today I believe in what your word says, that I am the head, not the tail. Lord, today I give away the thing that I have gone through, that have made me feel rejected. I give it away. I am not holding anything else onto myself. I am not holding any pride. I am not holding on to anything that I think I've gained on my own. I am letting it go that I will receive more of you. Do you believe enough? Do we believe enough? My brothers and sisters, I'm ending here. But our divine appointment has to really start from the very place of our place of belief. Because God will always show up, like I said yesterday. The question is our response to his calling. Many of us are here. Since we believed, let's ask ourselves, what are we doing with our belief? How are we serving God with our belief? It's so ironic and so interesting as I end here. How it is so interesting that when it comes to the things of God, and you ask someone, why don't you do this for God? They will be quick to tell you, oh, pastor, I can't do it. But let it be, and I've said this before here, let it be a job promotion. And you see how quick they will take it. But the greater promotion is in Christ Jesus. Amen. When it comes to God needing to send us to do his work, we are the first people to say, I can't do it. Lead the church in prayer, I can't do it. Lead the church in the word of God, I can't do it. Then what have you believed in? You, you get it. What have we believed in? If we have believed in him, then we should yield for him to use us. Today it is my prayer that our belief will increase and we'll be diligent in serving the Lord all the days of our life. May we rise on our feet.